0: for the show that defends public health by simplifying and demystifying how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into freedom, a healthy gut, and staying young, this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Sophia Rouan Gouche. Sophia, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, so um, my team had reached out to Sophia, um, to be, uh, have an appearance on her show, and um, I just did it. We just did a, a live on Instagram. That was fun.
1: That was fun. Thanks for joining me. That was uh, quite an experience.
0: You had a lot of questions. It was like boom, boom, boom. I'm like, wow, she's got a lot of questions. That was good. Well, I, I, hope-
1: like, I like the lightning round. I just I think it's like a quick way to get to just the key parts of your story that are so helpful for others.
0: hmm yeah. Well, it was awesome. I hope that uh, your listeners got some benefit. Now I want to make sure that the health heroes, we give them some benefit. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about, about your background. So I know you like, um, you know, became pregnant and then as a pregnant woman, you were like, I want to make sure that my baby is dialed, which is typically the case. I mean, watch out for mama bear. Cause she, cares, she loves those <laughs> kids. Right. And, and, and she wants to do that. So yours really interesting to like, because a lot of women don't get this and men don't get it up front either. It's like the toxic chemicals and stuff. So you, as a young mother, you were like, I want to have a great environment for my kid. How did you learn about chemicals and toxins and, and start? How did you learn that?
1: It was accidental. So just for some background, I grew up in upstate New York. I was always very interested in, in health. I started playing varsity tennis in seventh grade. So, playing tennis and exercise in general was a big part of my life from, I think, as early as like when I was five years old. And I remember being really interested in what I put in my body from as early as third or fourth grade. I loved reading the women's magazines my mom had lying around and reading about the antioxidants and berries and carrots and how it can improve my eye health. So I was innately interested in eating as well as I could and thinking about food and the other things I put in my body as a way to optimize the biology. And it blew me away when at the age of 34 in 2007, I was learning for the first time that there are toxic chemicals in our consumer products. And it began when my first daughter was, she's probably like a week or two weeks old. And I had been working on Wall Street essentially for about 10 years, working really hard in high risk, high return investments. Sorry, that's my dog. And the only thing I'll say that's kind of relevant to my, to my journey in health is that I focused on distressed situations with imperfect information. And so a lot of my job was quickly identifying good facts among imperfect information to try and identify trends and opportunities to create value. And I just found my brain working in this way towards this area of the toxic chemicals, heavy metals, and radiation in the things that I buy, own, and do. And so one night that stands out is the first time I came back from maybe 12 or 14 hours at work, put my daughter to sleep, stayed up extra late to to pump and climbed into bed around midnight feeling like how do I keep this vulnerable young being alive and how do I schedule uh, her next day? What do I tell the nanny to do in terms of what my daughter should eat and what she should listen to? And I just wanted to make an informed guideline for the nanny. And so every night I would go through Piles of books that I thoughtfully selected, that were written by physicians or even eventually medical journals, to provide guidance for how I wanted my daughter raised. And it was in through in this nightly ritual. I'm sorry about my dog. That's okay. Uh, should I just keep going over her? Yeah, barking? let's just keep rolling. Okay. It was during this nightly ritual of reading thoughtfully authored. Uh, books and articles that I discovered an endless list of consumer products that would expose my daughter and, and my growing family to these toxic exposures. And I remember when I first read about BPA being in plastic baby bottles and nitrosamines in baby bottle nipples. And BPA are hormone disrupting is a hormone disrupting chemical and nitrosamines is a cancer-causing chemical. It was devastating because I, my protective instincts were especially heightened with an infant. And as someone who had always been health conscious, it was really upsetting that I overlooked this really important thing. And it was especially upsetting that I was buying this stuff and I was unintentionally exposing my daughter to this. And so part of my training was also to always think, what are good sources? What's the best source of of the best information available? Like what are credible sources of information on this topic? So I ended up having this night job starting at about midnight and then just accidentally discovering something upsetting about a product in my home that exposed my daughter to a toxic exposure. I would then go to the internet to answer the question Are there credible sources that back this up? And by 2 or 3 a.m., I would usually find out that the answer is yes. And sources include agencies like the World Health Organization, the United Nations Environment Program, the European Environment Agency. So then around 3 a.m., I would try and answer, what safer alternative do I have? And then I would be on Amazon trying to figure out safer alternatives. And I eventually, after a couple of years, decided I am going to master this topic. I can't keep doing this in the middle of the night when I should be sleeping after a Mm -hmm. long day of work at the office. And I decided to compile what I wish I knew sooner, including the science cited throughout in a book that's almost 500 pages, um, I happen to have it here, A to Z of detoxing, the ultimate guide to reducing our toxic exposures. And it's basically just what I wish I knew sooner is someone who wasn't easily concerned about this. It wasn't until I had an infant and I could really appreciate her biological vulnerability that it mattered to me because I had always been really healthy.
0: Awesome. <clears throat> Well, and you took all your work and compiled it into that magazine or or that book. It's 500 pages of, and it's just like, I'll bet there's a lot of uh, words in there that are very long. that You have a hard time pronouncing some of those chemicals, right?
1: I tried to keep it super user friendly. (laughs) So they're acronyms. So, you know, BPA and PCBs, but it's, it includes an important part of our, the patterns of our history. And it's important to learn the patterns. So, for example, even how big tobacco handled emerging science that proved that cigarette smoking and secondhand smoking or secondhand smoke is harmful to our health. Because the strategies that big tobacco came up with are used by many other industries and even celebrities today so once you know the pattern you recognize it more quickly in our modern life and it just makes being a conscious consumer much easier and so most of the book is actually full of tips there's there are four parts part one is just a brief overview of what i wish i knew sooner about this landscape of our our um, toxic exposures and the more than 84,000 chemicals that have been introduced into American commerce since World War II. And the rest of the book is focused on tips and strategies to avoid these toxic exposures and things like cleaning products, your personal care products, interior furnishings, and things in the kitchen and children's stuff.
0: You know, a lot, it's a lot of this stuff that people just don't think about, you know, good, hardworking, decent people are you know, a lot of people are just trying to make ends meet right now, right? Especially with the amount of um, employment we have right now. I think it's like, the real numbers are like 25% or something. And, you know, it's like, we're so busy, you don't, you don't have time to think about this. And you wouldn't think that, why would they spray a fire retardant on my, my new TV? You know, and then I'm touching it and breathe, the kids are bringing it, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to put this air freshener in and make my house smell good because I want to be a good host. I want to. I want to have a wonderful smelling home. And then you're poisoning your children. But you, you know, or candles, right? Candles is another one. Like there's a lot of toxins in candles in the wax and stuff like that. And it's just sitting there burning in the home. You know, and you, you think it's going to be something that you think lighting a candle would be nice. <laughs> it would be a nice thing to do. But yeah,
1: I often think about how. Industry, like industries in America have manufactured demand for things. So, for example, Valentine's Day or Christmas or Easter, it's become, they become such commercial holidays and we spend a lot of money to celebrate it. We've been um, in some way influenced to think we should buy all these things to make those days extra special. It's also true with our daily lives. And so, as you mentioned, air fresheners and candles and perfume and cologne, those are things that are actually bad for us usually. I'm not saying all of those products. I'm sure there are some safer options, but it's hard to know which ones are safe. And one helpful tip is just keeping in mind that the ingredient fragrance can have up to hundreds of ingredients in them. And the few studies on fragrance ingredients have found too many of them, hundreds of them to be toxic to the brain and the nervous system and pretty much every part of us. And so since it's really hard for consumers to know which ingredients are in fragrance because manufacturers are not required to disclose the ingredients, it's hard to know which ones are safe. So I call fragrance, a household repeat offender because it's a really good kind of easy filter to avoid products that pose risks. It's hard to know with certainty, which ones are safe. So when I read product labels and I see fragrance, I do what I call the love test. And I just ask myself, do I love it or do I need it? Usually the answer is no. And that helps eliminate many products that are probably toxic and helps me focus on the safer choices. So it's a good approach to still enjoy your life, but really cut out the many products that we don't need. We, most of us have more things than we need or want.
0: Yeah, and it's also good too, because this is one of those things where you're taking back control. Um, You know, the voting systems are corrupt today, but guess what? The vote that you can, that can still count is when you vote with your dollars. You know, when you, you get to decide which toothpaste to purchase. And when you do that, you change industry. Stop giving your money to these uh, detergent places that are poisoning you, poisoning your, gets in your shirt, and then goes out the drain, out in the ecosystem, poisoning yourself again and other people. We just don't think about this stuff, right? I'm actually looking at these things right now. There's these two magnet deals that I guess you just throw them in your laundry room and it, or your, you don't even need soap anymore. So we're looking at that right now. Um, yeah. I was just, so voting with your dollars, that's a really important thing to think about. We still can do that and you can change industry. So for those moms out there, it's really simple. Like You're the ones that are pretty much run the house. So if you just stop buying this detergent and buy a healthier one, that's going to improve everything. And it, 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 you've literally forced industry to change because if, if, if they don't change, they go out of business, which is fine because they're just poisoning us. You know, yesterday, sure. Sophia, I was in the grocery store and I just come around the corner and there was this young mom with, uh, you know, like kids probably like five. Right. He's in the shopping cart. And I saw pause Easter eggs dyes, and stuff in there. And I don't know how we got talking. And I said, hey, I just you know, I noticed this pause Easter egg thing. You know, I said I actually did a, a quite of an extensive uh, research and video on this um seven, eight years ago. In fact, I still have the notes right over there. And I said, I said, you, did you know about these toxic dyes they're putting in these things, or do you even want to know? And She's like, no, please tell me. And I showed her. I was like, see, um, red dye number three, like it causes cancer. And then you know, there's red forty, yellow five, yellow six, blue one. You know, they have all these different colors. I said, all of these like they have different ways of causing cancer, and they're they're toxins, and they that bleeds in into the egg a little bit, and then the kids are eating them, they're touching them, it's going right into their body, and it's like I don't even know what how this is legal man, she was mad. She was pissed. She's like, I had no idea. I was like, yeah, look it up on your phone. So she went and took them back. See, that's the thing is like giving awareness to people. People don't even know. And she was a nice, decent person, but she had no clue because there's nobody's ever told her.
1: These are excellent points. And people should recognize this untapped power that we have as consumers. And women do make up most of the purchasing decisions in America, I think it's over 75% women make over 75% of purchasing decisions for the household. And years ago, when BPA was an emerging concern in products, especially baby products, it made a difference. Parents who complained got major retailers like Babies R Us and Toys R Us to create safer products which were labeled bpa-free which we later learned are not necessarily safer sometimes bpa-free products create more hormone disruption than the original products but the point is we can make a difference and i think it's a faster way to create change than waiting for government to regulate because that still is not going to be a perfect solution and it'll take forever but consumers Can put pressure on retailers and create changes much more quickly.
0: Well, and people have to, I mean, people really have to wake up because if you think it's nothing has ever come top down, it doesn't happen. It's always bottoms up. It's always pissed off. And typically like, you know, I want to, the thing that most inspires me is like it's the women's labor movement in the late 1800s. You know, we were basically slave labor factories, eight, 10, 12, 14-hour workdays, slave wages, dangerous working conditions, and um, there was dead horses and cows and urine in the water and feces and urine in the streets, and and that's the way it was. Well, a bunch of women got together, and they said enough's enough, and they banded together, bottoms up, and created these labor unions and said, we're not going to come to work and make your widgets. You need to clean up the mess, get our kids out of the workforce, and give us better pay, or you can go pound sand. Well, guess what? Profit went went back to the worker, and they got everything they asked for, and they got the sanitation worker, and they got the plumber, and they cleaned up the urine and the feces, and the got the dead horses out of the water supply. So all that work that women did back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, starting those unions, led people to, you know, millions and millions of people, like 200 million people, striked for the next 70 years to fight for these things. And by 1945, 98 um, percent of all infectious diseases was gone, because of cleaning up the environment, right? Cleaning up the environment first. And then, you know, you got clean water, clean streets, you know, your kids are healthier and there's less disease. It's just kind of common sense. But, um, you know, a lot of people forget about history because it's nobody's talking about. And that part of history has really been erased from our history books. And it's quite sad because a lot of people don't even know about these women labor movements. I mean, besides 1776, those women's labor movements is exactly what built America and made it talk about making America great. That was it. It was a bunch of upset women. So I hope that from our conversation today, the women will get upset again and start taking action and say, you know what? Um, I'm pissed. I can't believe that um, our government's doing this and allowing these companies to do this and allowing all these toxins and chemicals into our consumer products. But I'm a smart person. I'm an intelligent individual and I care about myself and I love myself and I love my kids. So I'm going to do a little bit of work. And I'm going to change my patterns. Instead of buying this, I'm going to buy that. Instead of buying this, I'm going to buy that. And by me voting that way, that's how I'm going to change everything. Like, it's literally you change yourself and your world will start responding different to you. Your world will change. So, awesome first segment, Sophia. Um, we'll take a quick break. and we get back, I want to get into some of the um, things you see in people struggling with um, from all these to- this toxic burden that we're dealing with in our environment. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross! But worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000 year old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Sophia, Ruan, Boucher. Um, we're talking everything like non-toxic, chemical-free living, she had um you know an interesting past uh you know it's it's really interesting to me when i meet other people that have the level of awareness that i do on chemicals and toxins um because you just get it and i'm like wow she gets it and it's like but you came to it you know a whole different way you kind of did it on your own uh, being a young mom so um, What have you seen uh, health? Have you seen health issues or problems with people around you in your life or your clients uh, that have dealt with um, toxic pollution? And it's how what's it, what's it done to their health?
1: It's a, such a long list of health issues. I think that most of us have become really used to feeling not well, mm-hmm. as basic as low energy, brain fog, um, other sort of brain and cognitive impairments and, and then more serious things like unexplained infertility and issues with our children. There are a lot of things among the pediatric population that have increased so rapidly that experts recognize genetics alone cannot be the explanation. And These things include allergies, whether it's food or skin allergies or autism or cancer, the list is long. And so because the increase has been so dramatic, and I like to think about, I like to focus on what's going on with our children because they haven't really had the opportunity to develop bad habits that adults take on that we know contribute to things like cancer and maybe Infertility, like children are hopefully not smoking and they're not drinking alcohol, they're relatively pure. And so, for there to be an increase in many health issues among our pediatric population, tells us that something greater is going on that we don't understand. And as you mentioned earlier on my podcast, babies are being born polluted as we are learning through studies, which have found hundreds of industrial chemicals and things like cord blood. But we also more recently have discovered microplastics detected in human brains in human blood cells and also in placenta. So the border between our external environment and our internal environment is pretty permeable. And that's what I would like more people to realize. So I actually, I'm launching this program soon called the 40-Day Home Detox. And included in some of the offerings is a body toxicity test where you send in your urine sample and it gets tested for the top 13 most common toxic chemicals. And from there, I work with people to customize their home detox further because there's so much within our home that exposes us to these toxic exposures. And so I'd like people to know that there are a lot of easy things within their control that they can do to reduce their body burden. And we'll focus on things that they won't mind changing.
0: That's awesome. You know, a lot of some simple stuff is just like, you know, cracking your windows, getting lots of fresh air, um, buying certain types of plants that actually clean the air and give you oxygen. What a thought, you know, getting some nature inside of your home. Really important. So Absolutely. Well, that's cool.
1: Another simple tip is leaving your shoes at the door, having a no shoes policy at home. Mm-hmm. There's a study the EPA did that's sometimes referred to as the doormat study. And it found that if you wiped the bottom of your shoes on this thick doormat that's by the entrance of your door, you remove those shoes it can remove lead dust in your home by up to 60%. But it undoubtedly will also eliminate other toxic contaminants in your house dust. So having a no shoes policy is also a high impact, simple tip that won't affect your budget.
0: I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. They were, they were sweeping, they have this big dark wood floor and it's always dirty. And I said, I said, you know, you know what I've seen him work is like no shoes. You just, People that have their shoes at the door, they don't, their floors don't get as messy. It just doesn't happen. Like It saves you work, so just re- come in the home, take off your shoes, and relax. Like, we shouldn't even be wearing shoes anyway when you think about it. We, should, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be wearing them. Um, <laughs> yep. We should, let me see something here. Somebody was popped into the room. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, and I say that it's like because we're supposed to be in contact with the earth. That's why just like every other creature. And when we break contact from the earth, um, inflammation begins and, you know, just one more thing that's working against us that could be so easily working for us. Right. Do You talk about, actually, do you do grounding? Are you familiar with it?
1: I am familiar with it. I, I ended up creating two workbooks after A to Z of detoxing. One is the home detox workbook, which really it, it's full of checklists that People can do to detox their homes, indoor air, dust, hands, sleep area, and water. And it really wanted I wanted it to address the response of, oh, but a less toxic lifestyle is only for the wealthy. I can't afford it. It's too expensive to eat organic and buy non-toxic products. And inside I would always scream, but there's so many things you can do that don't cost anything or much at all. And so the home detox workbook has a lot of those tips. And then I also created an EMF detox workbook that also has checklists of the simple things people can do to reduce their their radiation exposure at home or through their daily habits. And so among the checklists are tips for earthing or grounding and connecting with nature more, because as you mentioned, that it's really helpful. The earth has its own electromagnetic field and that is healthy and helping us synchronize our own rhythms. But we actually rarely, especially me living in New York City, I don't get to touch nature as often as I would like. It's hard to walk barefooted on soil, but plants are a second you know, best option if you can't really get your feet on, on earth. But they're are so many other things we can do that are accessible to connect with nature and reduce our radiation exposures while still living with technology. So the book doesn't talk about avoiding technology. We have to live with technology, but we can improve our relationship with technology and have healthier habits.
0: Yeah. And I see that a lot where people, the mentality is, oh, it's going to be too expensive. It's too this, it's too that. And you, they start coming up with all these things, these excuses in their head and living in the future. And it's just like, oh, it's, and they never get started. And it's like, no, it's pretty bad. Okay. It's freaking pretty bad. Now, think about it, when you have children being born with cancer and everybody's blood's full of these cancer causing agents and microplastics and pesticides and fungus, it's in there. Okay. It's in your blood. Everybody listening to this thing, if we do blood tests, it's in your freaking blood. Don't you want to get it out? Like, don't you just want to get that stuff out? I mean, it's literally dragging you down. If I, we just we just had a talk on your thing, but again, for me, I, I picture every little cell carrying a toxic backpack that's leaking. And that cell is weighted down from that, that, and that waste matter, those toxins and stuff like that. And it's getting sick. And the culmination of all those sick cells is a sick you. And if you want to have a healthy you, you got to go cellular. You know, you, you have to think about, on the micro level, what's going on inside your body, and the problem is it's so small we can't see it. But when you when you hear uh, people like Sophia and myself talking about this, I just want to make a freaking point. If if you haven't got it yet, because it's important to your quality of life, is that you are polluted. If you're if you've been listening to the show for for a while, even if you're new, you're polluted. It's not like we want this. I don't. I wish I could go do something else. And, but it's it is what it is. Like think about it. Like Sophia, we've built. Um, a big part of my business is just in your business is educating people on how polluted things are and showing them how to stop putting it in and how to get it out and get your life back, boost your immune system. Like literally it's because people just don't know and they just don't know. And that, that lack of awareness is um, you're basically becoming uh, a, a, you're a chemical slave in a way you're, you you have this body burden and it's, it's lowering your immune system and it's lowering your quality of life. And both of us want you to have uh, really high boosted immune system and not get sick and, um, and have a high quality of life because we want people to be doing what they love. It's hard to do it when you have something weighing you down. Now, if I tied a 15-pound weight around your neck and left it there, you would probably be like, I'm going to take this off. This is annoying. You're going to take it off. You can see it and you know what to do. It's, that's what's going on inside of you. You have a bunch of garbage in your system, and you have to get this stuff out. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to be second-guessing, trying this and trying that. This is something you definitely have to cross off the list if you're thinking about transforming your health in your life. You have to have the awareness of these toxins and the chemicals, understand that they're there, and you have to have a plan. And it doesn't have to be hard. It can be simple. So the question to ask yourself is, how do I make my health a priority? That's it. Or just make a statement. My health is a priority. Now, the question is, is how can I figure out how to live in a chemical-free, toxin-free way that doesn't break the bank? That's the question to ask and then figure that stuff out. You know, water is a perfect example, right? You were going to say something. Go ahead.
1: I just wanted to say for your listeners who are expecting a child or look forward to having children in the future, that these chemicals have also been found in breast milk and in placenta and cord blood, as we mentioned earlier. And so it's important to think of your body as the first home of your child, of your future children. And the sooner you can start detoxing your body, the better for your future children. It just increases the likelihood that your child will be as healthy as possible. So To your point, yes, it is everywhere, but it's also in our breast milk and placenta.
0: Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's kind of a problem, right? It's like, it's kind of a problem. But you, 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 here's another problem. We see all these infertility clinics popping up all over the place because young couples can't get pregnant. And we've, I've worked with tons of young couples to help, and help them to help themselves get pregnant. And I always tell them, like, look, I know it's been three years. You haven't got pregnant. You're frustrated and all this stuff, but like, let's get you on this regimen. Let's get you detox. Let's make healthy mommy, healthy daddy, and then when you come together, you can have a healthy baby. So stop trying to get pregnant for a little bit because I, the whole thing is, is like the cleaner you can get, the healthier you can get, the better chance you have to conceive, and the better chance that child's going to be a healthier version of that child. Every month that goes by as you're cleansing and detoxing, you're, you're making your cells healthier, which then will make a better healthy cell Um, for your for your children. So
1: I recently had Dr. Shauna Swan, who is the author of this book countdown and a leading epidemiologist on how phthalates and other hormone disrupting chemicals affect baby boys. And she was talking about how these toxic exposures have contributed to sperm count decreasing by about 50% over the past few decades. And sperm count is expected to continue to decrease about 1% per year. I mean, that's a simplified statement, but the point is, the point is, men also have to think about their toxic exposures as much as women do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And maybe that's what'll wake guys up. Hey, you're you're 50% sperm levels. That's where you're at on average. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Like 50% of men over 40 are impotent, they can't get an erection. Like, think about that. Think about the, I mean, 40 years, that's that's young. Like, it, it's crazy to me, and that's why there's such a, and look at all the Viagra and all that stuff they sell. Again, Band-Aid solution, what's the root cause, you know? Well, the root cause is, I, I tell people, if you have, uh, if you're impotent, um, consider yourself lucky because you now know that you are most likely have heart disease. But you got, the, why are you lucky? Because you didn't have a heart attack first. So you better get on it because, you know, when you have a heart attack, 25% of those cases, you die. and you, There's no do-over. You can't change your diet. You can't detox. You're dead, right? So if you're impotent, it's a lack of blood flow, and your arteries are all plugged up from the overconsumption of animal fats. That's what it is, okay? Um, that's what I've experienced. That's what I've seen. You know, I saw my friend Charles, when, when he got tested, he actually tested his testosterone too. And we went on this plant-based deal, and cleaned up cells and everything. And guess what? His testosterone went up a hundred points. Wow. As a 43 year old male, a hundred points. So he was pretty excited about that. So for those of, for the, I, I mean, I try to get away from ego and stuff, but I know a lot of people out there are, I mean, I'm still trying to wash mine away, but the ego's out there. So for you guys out there, if you want to have erections and you want to have good sperm counts, maybe that'll play on your ego a little bit. This is one of the reasons why you should really pay attention to this because you're actually less of a man because of it. Like these estrogen mimicking hormone disrupting microplastics and the stuff that's going into your body. I mean, it's literally creating man boobs leading to prostate cancer for women, breast cancer, ovarian cyst, uterine cysts,
1: precocious uh, puberty. What's that? Precocious puberty. For example, girls are getting, starting their menstrual cycles earlier and earlier.
0: Yeah. It used to be like 17, 18. Now it's as early as like 10. I've heard nines and tens.
1: Yeah. I can be even younger among certain ethnic groups too, as young as seven. Think about uh,
0: that. What we just, we're talking about here. Women used to get, start their menstrual cycles around 17, 18 years old. That was kind of the normal thing. And now it's, it went into the teens, early teens, then 12 then 11s and 10s and nine, eight, seven, six. Imagine like a six, seven year old having a menstrual cycle. That's ridiculous. I mean, let's really think about that. Isn't that silly? Like, what is going on? Well, it's no magic. There's cancer causing toxic hormone disrupting chemicals in our blood. That's it. Where's it coming from? The air, the water, the food we eat, <laughs> right? Our the clothing we we'll wear, the shampoos, the toothpaste. So we have to take a look at this stuff. And one by one by one by one, you slowly start replacing those until you have a new environment. And then guess what? Your body and your family's bodies are going to respond differently and you're going to become very healthy. That's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I would like to point out that there are, uh, it's not like all chemicals get eliminated from your body pretty quickly. Some are pretty persistent, like the ones in your fat, but there are a lot of chemicals that will be flushed out of your body. So if you just cut down on your exposures, then you can lower your levels of certain chemicals. So BPA, for example, can exit your body in about four to six hours. So if you just cut down your exposures to BPA, you'll have less of it in your body. But we're exposed to more and more levels than ever to so many chemicals that our body burden is generally increasing.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Sophia, we're going to take another quick break. And when we get back, Um, We'll talk a little bit more about your 40 day detox and some of the solutions you provide. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years, all across India and Southeast Asia, and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new Chemical-Free Body Turmeric 100 Liquid Drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same Chemical-Free Body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Sophia, Ruan, Goucher, and we're talking everything. Um, get the toxins out. Chemical awareness. Get the toxins out. Chemical awareness. That's what we're doing. We're talking about this. We want to get it. We're going to pound and pound and pound this um, over and over because it's, it's such an important topic. And just because you can't see these, no, these microscopic toxic invaders, they are there. And everybody listening They're in your body. They're in your body. So now we don't want you to go into fear mode. It's the awareness and we want to start getting them off. So um, what, uh, you know, Sophia, what's, can you tell us a little bit more about this 40 day detox? Um, You've alluded to a little bit of it. And uh, was there anything in particular in there that you wanted to share?
1: Yes, I've been working hard on it with a team and we've all poured our hearts and souls into this. It is a 40-day home detox where we'll help you eliminate toxic chemicals and heavy metals from your home room by room, product by product. You can also get a body toxicity test kit. So we'll test your urine before the home detox and also after, so you can measure the improvement. But with this, the, the results of the initial Lab results. I will further customize your home detox. So this is really ideal for those who are trying to get pregnant, are pregnant, about to start IVF, or are in IVF. It's important for everyone, but it's especially important for young life. And so um, there is a uh, there are six detox stages that we'll go through. And you will end up with an informed common sense approach because again, just in the United States, we've had over 84,000 chemicals introduced into the US, into American commerce. And every year there are about 1,000 to 3,000 new chemicals introduced. Most of this is not tested for safety, less than 1% is. And so we can't rely on reading product labels to avoid specific chemicals, there's just no way we can keep up. But there are some common sense approaches, which you'll learn. So that I'm really excited about. And then we'll end with a stage of designing your new life because after you've eliminated all these toxic products in your home and learned what to avoid, I wanna help folk, help people focus on, well, what do I do instead? And so we also have five live masterclasses to help you learn how to set up your kitchen and which ingredients to use, and how to cook with your new non toxic cookware and store food in um, in non toxic containers. And then we'll talk with an interior decorator so you can learn more about healthier non toxic furnishings to like well, set up cool. a new that's yeah cool. to like set up a new nursery or home office. And and other great experts, so it's super so practical.
0: Just off top, well, it's part. Of, it's on topic. Um, what brand do you recommend for the cookware? Because I'm always always looking for different ones.
1: Two main types of cookware I have are cast iron by Lodge, and it's super inexpensive. I think it's like ten dollars for a cast iron skillet. I love that it's multi-purpose, so it goes from being hot on a stovetop to immediately going in the oven and it's nice enough that it can be served as sort of like a serving platter and I also have stainless steel because you don't want to cook acidic foods in cast iron and it's also not great in stainless steel but I just try and diversify my exposures. Uh, Another recommendation for acidic foods is glass cookware, which has its own risks. Um, You know, glass can break. So I just, I have those three main types, the cast iron, stainless steel, and glass. And I just generally think about diversifying my risks.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, um, I was just trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, well, let's talk about this. You you know, initially got into all of this because of, of your daughter and your concern for your children. You're actually a mom of uh, three girls. You have a 14 year old, a 12 year old and a nine year old. So was the 14 year old, the one that got started on this. Is it, it prompted you to do this 14 yes. years ago? Yes. And what's the, you know, so they were probably just raised in this from the beginning. So it's probably just normal and natural for them. Or do they're like, oh, mom, geez, the toxins. How, how, how's that going with the kids?
1: I feel lucky that I started learning about this when my daughter, my first daughter was an infant. So for a long period of time, she knew no other way. This was her normal. And now that she's 14, I think the area that's becoming most challenging is technology. Um, I like her phone to be on airplane mode when she doesn't need it, like when she's sleeping. But I also try and teach her to to not have the phone on her body if wireless connectivity is on, like cellular, Bluetooth, and Wi-Fi. So those are emerging struggles, but I think she's naturally, you know, she she very happily honored my wishes for a long time and the younger two still do. I think my 14-year-old is starting to play with, rebelling and pushing back, which is totally normal and healthy for her age. I'm a bit helped by the fact that she's learning about some of these things in school. So that helps me a lot. But my goal for my children is to definitely not be raised in a home full of anxiety and fear. And so I always balance what I know with having them be well-adjusted, happy kids. And I just want them to consider this overlooked pillar of health, like I want them to think about sleeping well and eating healthy and drinking enough water. So it's not perfect, but my goal is that when they go to college and they're living um, out of my home beyond college, that they remember that they felt better when they ate a certain way and had these other habits that I've been trying to instill.
0: Yeah, because society is getting the marketing in society is ridiculous and there's the peer pressure. But I think you've setting up a good uh, uh, foundation, some bedrock for those girls to fall back on. Hopefully they'll stay in it. So how is the health of your girls?
1: They're great. They're thriving and I'm lucky that they're healthy.
0: Did you have a lot of issues with them growing up being sick all the time and having to care for them? Or was it you know, probably it's- a cold or a flu here and there? But how, how did it go?
1: Uh, Well, what's interesting is my firstborn, I started learning about the uh, the China study, which I'm sure you know about, mm -hmm. which is a well known book that summarizes the results of over a thousand scientific studies on how animal protein can affect our health. And I read it while my youngest, my oldest, was probably about a year. And I panicked because of the animal protein in her diet, but she was a quickly developing human being. And it took me a while to find a trusted resource to address the needs of a, chi- a child. So there was a period where my daughter was vegan, <laughs> which panicked me. But what's interesting is she has only, she's 14 years old. She's only gotten sick once in her whole life. And that was in kindergarten. And my middle one, uh, I was on a juice cleanse. I think I was on the third day when I woke up thinking, I think I'm pregnant. I feel pregnant and turns out I was pregnant and I was hardcore and I was like on a high from having having eaten a vegan plant-based diet for a while. I had never felt better. And I wanted to continue that, I wanted to be healthier than ever with my second child. And so when I started experiencing undeniable cravings for red meat, it made me super depressed. I tried to fight them, yet I knew my body was probably telling me I or the baby needed, that, needed red meat for some reason. And it really helped when a friend of mine who actually introduced me to the Hippocrates Institute, I haven't been, but she told me a lot about it. She called me and said, I heard you're really struggling with these strong cravings for red meat. And I just want to tell you as a hardcore plant-based vegan, you have to listen to your body and have the steak, have the cheeseburger, your baby and your body probably need it for some reason. And that daughter is also super healthy. She gets more sick than the first one, but she's she's generally really healthy my last child my youngest i actually when i was in my third trimester pregnancy with her developed um oh it escapes me now this like really common childhood disease it's maybe it's like hands hand feet syndrome Mm um but it was it's some kind of uh well, I, I won't say what it is, but I had a very severe reaction because normally you get them as a child and then you have immunity similar to chicken pox. But because I apparently didn't get it as a kid and got it as a pregnant woman, I had a very severe reaction. I couldn't walk. I couldn't. I had to crawl on my like wrists because like I had so many blisters on my hands in the bottom of my Whoa. feet. It was very severe. And I kept thinking, what is this doing to my baby? And the doctors, I didn't take medicine because I was pregnant. And the doctor said, your baby's probably fine. I'm sure your baby's fine. And I'm thinking, how could this be fine? I am so crippled by it. And she was born with, actually when uh, labor started with her, I my stomach broke out into really aggressive hives. Like I had 25 doctors come in to look at the hives and their eyes popped out, they said, We've never seen anything like it. We don't know what it is. My father, who's a retired obstetrician gynecologist said, he he, he had a term for it, but it's some autoimmune disease mm-hmm. triggered by pregnancy. And that lasted for like a year or two um, after my third daughter was born, but she developed severe eczema, which underlying eczema is it's an immune issue. And so she, my youngest, um, had the most health issues. She's now really healthy, but uh, the severe eczema was an issue for a while. And I, I also worked with doctors to focus on rebalancing her immune system.
0: Well, it's good that you have that knowledge too. So I'm wondering what that is. I wonder if you had some some chemical exposure, or if if something was just coming out during that well,
1: pregnancy. My, um you know, these things are always multifactorial. Mm -hmm. My greatest weakness is I don't sleep enough that that's just, it's always been a struggle. I, most of my life slept only four hours at a time. And when I was working on my book, A to Z of detoxing, I slept at like two hour intervals. I was nursing, I was pregnant. It was so bad. So I think working that hard because i had always been so healthy. I felt like I was super resilient and I could handle it. I just think barely sleeping, working so much with the computer on me and pregnancies and nursing, I just got yeah. really depleted and was very vulnerable.
0: Yep. It happens. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your, your life story and the wisdoms you've picked up along the way to to really turn your home into a chemical-free home. And now you're passing that on to other people with your 40-day detox. You guys can, if you want to find out more about her or join her 40-day detox program, she makes it really easy. You just text the word DETOX to 66866. So just text the word DETOX to 66866. And that's how they get hold of you, right?
1: That's right. DETOX, D-E-T-O-X. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, my pleasure. pleasure. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story. And for you health heroes around the world, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and more importantly, sharing these episodes with other people so we can be the ripple effect and get this information out to other working-class Americans and folks around the world, just the working-class people around the world, that we can become our own doctor, we can self-heal, and it's not that hard. There's other people like myself and Sophia that have done it, and you can do it too. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, change yourself, change your world. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon.
1: You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>